Hey man, what's up? Oh, I guess this is an intro for a podcast, right? Let's get this started. <clears throat> hey, you're listening to It's All True, brought to you by the world's second favorite source for fake news, The Whiskey Journal, and the world's favorite source for real news, WBEZ. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and each week I bring you a conversation with great artists and performers and ask them to tell me a headline for a funny, true story, and after that, they tell me that story. This episode features comedian James Adomian. You've heard him on Comedy Bang Bang, seen him on Last Comic Standing and the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, and just maybe you've heard his album Low Hanging Fruit. We had a great conversation about comedy, impressions, and bombing in front of huge audiences, but before all that, let's listen to what James Adomian is all about. If you're really looking for a bad guy in the James Bond universe, try James Bond. He kills 12 dudes every day and then bangs all their girlfriends. That's a sociopath who happens to work for a government. Some of you might be like, James, that sounds like a gay conspiracy theory. That's fine with me, because I'm not just gay. I'm also a huge fan of Jesse the Body Ventura. The king of conspiracies. I love Jesse Ventura. I'm a huge fan. My favorite thing about him recently is that he came out in favor of gay marriage and he helped to defeat this marriage ban in Minnesota, which is so cool because you don't usually see big tough guys like that on the good side of the debate. But there he was. He was like, leave the gays alone. They've had enough. Ding, ding, ding. I'm calling the match. They have talents we don't understand. One of them literally pulled a thorn out of my paw. He had an ad that ran on TV in Minnesota where he was like, government can't tell you who to love. That's the first time I heard the paranoid libertarian argument for gay marriage. And I just, I want more of that because it's awesome. You can take my lover when you pry him from my cold, dead size. Don't tread on me unless it's playful sadomasochism. This is just, you know, a podcast. This went from being recorded in someone's basement to being recorded at WBZ. Oh, my That's God. Exciting. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I mean, much. honestly, I mean, we can turn the mic off for a second or whatever, but honestly, <laughs> major congratulations on a successful scam. <laughs> I looked you up on, on Wikipedia, and you're you're listed as a uh, stand-up comedian, actor, and impressionist. And I was curious what you feel about that word, impressionist. I, uh, people need words to understand abstract concepts or complex uh, systems of human behavior or natural phenomena. So impressionist is the closest that someone could come to describing what I do. I mean, I don't go out and do an act where I'm like, and gay, and what if... Uh, <laughs> what if uh what if he was uh, married to uh so and so? What would that be like? And then I turn around and I don't do that. Yeah. I actually made f- I actually made fun of that on Mark Marin's show uh, of of the guy who, who goes up and the says, bad like, So what if uh George Bush yeah. went to a <laughs> He they cast me as a kind of comedian. <laughs> they cast me as a comedian that Mark Marin hates named <laughs> named Brian Berkman. Okay. Which is uh, Brian Berkman, I there's probably a real guy out there 
But Brian Berkman, to me, is the perfect name for, like, a <laughs> shitty comedian. And I was like, Brian Berkman. And then, like, I, I was like, yeah, what if a Chris – I did the hackiest impressions. I was like, what if Christopher Walken was president, right? Christopher Walken, <laughs> president, right? You know what that would be like? Wow, I'm president. Whoa. Because <laughs> I, th- I imagine that's the hardest part of being an impressionist, as you are, is the transition into the impression, right? You know what? You're not – that's actually, yes, a valid concern. And when I started doing stand-up, that was uh, one of my objections. A very close uh, – not a close friend, but a very uh, influential person in my life who's no longer alive was told me to do stand-up. And I was like, uh, uh, I don't like the transitions. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the way stand-ups transition into – the, uh, an impression it seems false like you're just <laughs> setting up a trick and he was like i know i hate that too you should do it find a way to do it that's funny so i've just sort of yeah i just sort of look for ways to weave in what i what i do i do like some things on tv though i love whenever i get to see gary Busey anywhere because of his hilariously ridiculous motivational acronyms let me explain something to you people right now I'm not here to distract you little piglets from the dangers that you face. I am here because I believe in rape. Reaction against predatory enemies. How many impressions do you say you do in, in, in an hour? I never counted a lot, okay. I guess. Because you got to like find the jokes within each character. Well, yeah. I mean, part of that is just knowing improv and you know some basic comedy rules that are revealed to you the longer you fail at them uh-huh. rule of 3 callbacks that kind of thing uh-huh. um heightening so uh, you come up with the point of view for the character and then the jokes sort you want a juicy impression is not just a funny voice a yeah. juicy impression is a very interesting world view that will propel a conversation or a show or a bit in a stand-up act without a lot of work that looks like work. Now, that might sound like a lot of academic words. So what I mean <laughs> is like Jesse Ventura. He's a rich vein to mine. He, uh, Jesse Ventura has A, strong opinions, B, a crazy-sounding voice, <laughs> C, he can talk about anything at all from wrestling to conspiracies to current <laughs> politics and any topic that's brought up that's not in one of those things could easily be brought back to it mm. like well hey jesse what do you think about fashion well i've always been partial to feather boas so, <laughs> so um i like feather, i like feather boas and i like a good shaved head with a little bit of ben franklin in the back <laughs> And something really specific. That, uh, yeah. And, you know, that's another thing, too, is um, I don't beat myself up about trying to figure out. Like, I I learned this from doing George W. Bush. I would take questions from the audience like it was a press conference. And whatever they asked me, I would have a George Bush answer. Like, <laughs> I think you just asked your own question. <laughs> and um, oftentimes the question would be easy. You know, it would be something everybody asks one of ten general questions. Uh-huh. But – there was always a wild card at every show. There was always a question I hadn't gotten before. And sometimes there were really complex policy <laughs> questions. So you find yourself actually feeling like George Bush. Exactly. I figured if I don't know the answer to something, there's no way that he does. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew for certain that I was smarter than the president. <laughs> we'll be right back with more It's All True right after this brief preview for another wonderful podcast from the wonderful radio station, W. 
B-E-Z. Hey, Chicago. WBEZ has a nerdy new podcast for you. So many nerds. We've all come out of the closet as nerds. Here we are. I'm going to become a fermentation geek. (laughs) I can probably go toe-to-toe with Star Trek knowledge. Really? People can find their tribe and geek out together and realize that they're not alone. Oh, I get paid to be a nerd. I'm a paid nerd. Nerdette is a weekly conversation with authors, scientists, and nerds of all stripes. Listen on iTunes and at nerdettepodcast.com. In each episode, I ask my guests to tell me a headline for a funny, true story. It can be a bit of a challenge, but usually works out, and they tell me something pretty great. Here's the headline that comedian James Adomian came up with. Um, give me a second, because I'm going to give you a good one. All right, I'll tell you this one. Um, opener bombs for Joan Rivers. <laughs> where, where are we? We're in 2010. We're in South Florida. We're at a casino full of 3,000 old people. Oh, my God. I'm the opener for headlining act Joan Rivers, who was awesome the whole time. A legend. Yeah. The only child that I think I would have liked ever was Helen Keller, but she didn't talk. There is a sea of old people. They are not there to see me. They're, it's an 8 p.m. show. It starts five minutes late. That makes them five minutes late for bedtime. <laughs> Joan Rivers is like, are you ready for an evening with Joan Rivers? And they're like, Aah! like they're about to die. And she goes, well, great, here's, here, but here's the opener. He's the best at his price range. James, get out there. <laughs> so she she was the host for her own show. Is that normal? No, no, no. Okay. She was backstage. Oh, okay. Gotcha. At that point. Okay. Kicks me out on stage. Now, I thought this was hilarious, but the audience took it at face value. They thought they were being shortchanged from the beginning. Oh, my God. I walked out to the microphone. They immediately they turned on me without me saying anything. They were immediately like, where's Joan? And I'm, I had not even said a thing. And so how much time did you have to do? I had to do. I was supposed to do 25 or 30 minutes. Immediately they're heckling. <laughs> Old men heckling is, by the way, it doesn't sound like contemporary heckling. They're like, uh, because they're, they're it's like. It's a little classier. They're from the 40s. So they're like, hey, kid, you're all washed up. <laughs> and that's supposed to hurt you. Yeah. Did it? Uh, yank him out of here like Truman did with MacArthur. <laughs> and then, um. I said on stage in front of 3,000 people, don't let the last moments of your lives be spent booing someone. And that had the opposite effect from what I had intended. They all started booing me. Wow. But I, I want to say that's a very poetic thing to say. Is that like your go-to thing? That's very... That's, no. That's touching. I thought of it in the moment. I, I was having fun with it because I was in a really good mood otherwise. All my other shows were going really good. Because they were, I was performing for my audience around the country, and this was a side gig. So they're like, "You, we want you to die. And I'm like, everyone else likes me. So I was just making fun of them for being old. Uh, and um, I, I knew as it was happening that it was going to A, be on the internet, and, and B, be a very funny story. So, like, yeah, this old lady gave me the finger and, like, came up to the stage, gave me the finger, and I told her she was, like, a Lord of the Rings character. Like, it was mean and nasty on both sides. And then Joan Rivers tries to rescue me. She's like, stop it, you idiots. Listen to him. He's 23 years old. She starts making up. So she she walks out on stage? No, she's backstage She's still, okay. She starts making up these things. He's 23. He tours the world. And he's David Letterman's best friend. (laughs) 
they all calmed down. They sat down. They were like, all right, because that's the youngest person they could respect in comedy. All right, David Letterman, give him a shot. They played me back on. The band played me back on. You like, left and then came back? You were still on Joan, stage. Joan goes, James, she's off stage the whole time. James, you're going to walk off stage. You're going to play <laughs> you back on and you're going to kill. <laughs> How'd that feel? Like, emotionally, how does that feel to walk off stage and then be introduced? Few people experience this. Few people know what this feels like. Um, To have been, to be played back on to an audience of 3,000 old people extending into the darkness beyond your vision after having already failed. It's it's like you're trying to play a magic trick on them. Like, pretend this never happened. Pretend I'm a different guy. (laughs) They, and they were grumbling. They were just waiting. They hated me. The band played me back on. Probably not gonna. <laughs> probably not gonna be God. <laughs> I go. Well, I guess it's as bad a time as any to tell you that I'm gay, and that's all that they heard of my stand-up act. Which uh, they didn't hear any of my jokes or anything else I had to say about anything. <laughs> it was well. I guess it's a bad time to tell you that I'm gay. I mean, they heard me insulting them and shit, but yeah, that's not what I wanted thing. to do. Yeah. So then, the, then the old guys were like, "He's a real cotton pillow boy." <laughs> and then the old gay people in the audience were very confused because they weren't listening. They were like, "Why is he making them say F- it?" There was this fight between old homophobes and old gay people oh that God. broke out in the audience. And the only thing that they agreed on was that I should be killed. That's when Joan pulled the plug on the show. She was like, James, this happens to the best of us. Just take the check and go home. Oh, has Joan Rivers ever asked you back? Uh, no. No, why would she? <laughs> she did She did send word that she she, she apologized uh, for her audience. Uh, but she was, uh, no, no, I haven't, I haven't gotten that gig back. But it was the Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, if anybody wants to go there and uh, see how shitty the place was. Hey, that's it. The show's over. Sorry. I'd like to give a big thanks to James Adomian for stopping by. Be sure to find his album Low Hanging Fruit somewhere on the internet and, you know, pay for it and stuff. And if you want regular updates on what James Adomian's up to, follow him on Twitter at jadomian. It's All True is a production of WBEZ Chicago and The Whiskey Journal. The show is produced by me, I, myself, and Joe Dassault. You can subscribe to this in all of our podcasts and iTunes, and you can find It's All True on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. And if you can do one more thing after that, you should retweet me. My Twitter handle is TimBarnes451. And follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you. All right, I'm leaving now. <laughs>